right. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, Matt. Good to have you guys on the show. This is Kevin Finkel. Welcome to the 20th episode of Magic the Final Frontier. As always on this podcast, we'll be discussing the Frontier format to keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. Hey, everyone. I'm Kevin Handlin. I host the Untapped Frontier League, and I grind a lot of Frontier. And as Kevin Finkel said, this is Matt Murde, Frontier lover, lover, and Spike in Toronto, Ontario. Before you get started, Kevin, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna jump in with with something I'd like to start trying in other episodes. For sure. All right, this is gonna weird you out. How are you guys doing this week? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good. I've been excited to get into this episode. It's one we've been talking about wanting to do for a little while. I'm really good. I'm super pumped for this episode. This is probably like the most excited I've ever been for an episode. <laughs> oh my god! Like more excited than the set reviews. Yeah, absolutely. The prediction Ooh. predictions are way more fun. I mean, the set reviews are fun too, but uh, but set predictions. Plus, there's more on the line here. We get to like make predictions and then call each other out later when they none of them come true. That's exactly Dude, right. I I've been looking forward to calling Matt dumb for like two weeks now because we had to take last week off because of schedule <laughs> conflicts. So like I man like I'm I'm ripped. I'm ready. Right, but if you guys weren't listening at the end of our last show and you want to hear exactly what we're getting at, we're going to be talking about Dominaria this week. So there's a lot of hype surrounding this set. It's something that has been around in Magic history for absolutely forever. And we really want Wizards to knock it out of the park. We have faith in Richard Garfield. You know, this is going to be magic as it's supposed to be. The good doctor. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, later on, we're going to talk about some specific what we want to see, what we predict is going to happen. Let's talk a little bit generally about what kind of set we think Dominaria is going to be. So a lot of talk around the town is that Dominaria is going to be a return to form for magic. And that means really powerful spells um, and a little bit less battleships. But um, we're, we're expecting a really high power level on this one, um, at least in terms of uh, we being content creators part of the content creation community all right so i think zeph here would want us to uh, define what you mean by battleships in the terms of magic battleships are like avacyn five mana creatures that do really really big things to the board and close the game quickly mm -hmm. you can't really block them the spells aren't good enough to answer them they're kind of just you play creatures and you win with them that's uh a lot of what magic had kind of become in the last several years yeah, so a lot less interaction with your opponent and just kind of like, I play the best creatures and then I turn them sideways. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Like, it's it's as though we're all playing Boros in draft, but all the colors are Boros. <laughs> that sounds boring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, personally, I'm not expecting like a crazy amount of power in the set. I think people are getting a little maybe overhyped about the degree of power we could expect. I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be a standard set. Uh, but I do expect them to to give us a little bit extra in the way of power that, that they have been kind of pulling back on recently. Okay, okay. Now, I'm sure we'll get into some specific examples of that soon, but would you say, maybe on a scale from 1 to 10, how hyped or how powerful do you think they're going to push this set to? If, like, um, Oath of the Gate... Or, uh, let, let's say... Uh, Battle for Zendikar is a one. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh, God. 
And like Return to Ravnica block is a nine. Like, w- where are we on this? Set? Okay, you know, what? I'm actually not that familiar with Return to Ravnica because I. Okay, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> what, put, put, put Kaladesh on that scale for me. All right, all right. We'll, we'll call Kaladesh power? like a six or a yeah, seven. Yeah, Kaladesh is a six or seven for sure. Um, and then like Ravnica, Return to Ravnica, and probably like some of the older sets like. Like Mirrodin. Uh, right, would be tens. All right, well, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a return to Ravnica, but I think we're okay. probably looking at a, a Kaladesh or a slightly weaker than Kaladesh, uh, but with some important standouts. Now, if I was doing a hope for, I would want something kind of at the power level of Kaladesh, but much less um, centralized. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want something like energy where it's Kaladesh and you can only play Kaladesh cards with it. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I think I'm expecting from this set is a fair number of reprints. Um, not necessarily oh, yeah. okay. in the way of like, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get Karn. I think we're, mm. I think we get a new version of Karn, but I don't think they're going to reprint Karn into standard. Um, but you'd like something more along the lines of M15 reprinting Thoughtseize than something like the Oath of the Gatewatch reprinting Felidar Guardian or Felidar Savage. I would, I would kill someone for them to murder Thought or reprint Thoughtseize. I don't know how <laughs> likely that is, but uh, I, I would I would be so jazzed if they reprinted Thoughtseize. I'd be really excited as well. We've needed some at least. I mean, uh, I would I would kill for a soul sister of Thoughtseize. You know, like a spiritual successor, if you will. Yeah, I would I would Ooh. love some main deckable uh, hand disruption. And I actually have an idea that I kind of want to pitch you guys just while we're on the topic of main deckable hand disruption. So mm-hmm. it's. It's something like back alley dealing or something, and it's one black, <laughs> and it's you know look at target player's hand. Uh, they just or choose a non land card and they discard that card. You and the opponent draw a card. Ooh, hmm. nice! So it's like then click. Yeah, so it's a not. Bit. You're not like running them out of resources, but you're maybe breaking up combos and and kind of taking those important cards away. It seems like a powerful card. Um, sorry, uh, for for some of our new podcast listeners, twice in one episode, uh, I was referring to Vendillion Click there. Vendillion Click <laughs> is a 3-1 flyer for one and two blue, and it has flash and says, when Vendillion Click enters the battlefield, look at target player's hand. You may choose a non-land card from it. If you do, that player reveals the chosen card, puts it on the bottom of his or her library, and then draws a card. All right, well, can you spell it, and do you know its types? It's it's a fairy <laughs> wizard. Yes, it's a legendary fairy wizard, even. Which I think a lot of people forget about. School. I didn't know it was legendary. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> want to make a deck around it now. <laughs> All right, anyways. It, it, it comes up sometimes when you want to Caracas it back to your own hand, and then... Okay. <clears throat> anyways, let's talk about Frontier a little bit, and let's talk about Dominaria and Frontier. So if we're getting a powerful set like this, you think it's going to have a lot of effect in Frontier specifically? Again, like I'm hoping, I think like I, I expect it to have less of an effect than Kaladesh overall. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm sad to say that. But I, again, I do think there will be very notable standouts that very clearly excel beyond uh, what we've been seeing recently. Right. So the reason why, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probe you a little bit. So the reason why I anticipate that you think it'll be less powerful than Kaladesh is because of what percentage of the ban list in standard right now 
is all from Kaladesh. Do you kind of feel that that is like too powerful for what Wizards wants to print in the future? Uh, I don't know how much it has to do with ban list, right? Because I don't think there's a lot of the things on that ban list that I don't necessarily think are problematic from a power perspective. Uh, like Especially in Frontier. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you look at like Felidar Guardian, right? Like that's not, I don't think that's a problematic card in terms of power level. It, it just kind of... It was an oops. Yeah, there was a, there was, there's been a lot of oopses in Standard. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily think that that uh, they're afraid of repeating those mistakes because I don't think those were mistakes based on power level. Uh, but I do think that Wizards is a little bit gun-shy regarding power level in, in general. Uh, I think they're, I guess, worried about design space at that top end of the curve. And oh man, there's a, there's a two there's a five dollar set of words that I haven't heard you say before. <laughs> but I mean, all right. So I do want to jump in. Uh, if if you're kind of done at that point, I do want to jump into our wish list. I wanted to make one more non sequitur first, which is a little bit magic news, a little bit ties into what we were thinking as far as what we'd like to see versus you know reality versus expectation. Is how did you guys feel about Masters Twenty Five, which we've just after recording this, we've gotten the full list and. I feel like most responses were not all that positive to. Um, well, uh, before we start talking about Masters 25, what context are you talking about it in regards to? So I think in general is what I was going to bring it up, just but I did a have a specific player. point. Yeah, just as a magic player. I did have a specific point, though, as a frontier player that I'll, I'll bring up after I hear you guys' initial reactions. Um, so I will go ahead and say that there are a few cards in my own personal EDH playgroups that kind of separate the high rollers from the rest of us chaff. (laughs) And uh, one of them is Imperial Recruiter. Um, When Imperial Recruiter was announced as Channel Fireball's spoiler, I got so ridiculously pumped for this set. And that was because I already knew that Jace the Mind Sculptor was being reprinted, that Azusa was being reprinted, and um, hmm. yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually really really excited for this. As someone who plays multiple formats, I love the commons for Popper, and I, I'm I'm really into a lot of the creatures that are in it for EDH. Okay, so that's fairly positive. Yeah. How do you think think it helped? It hit on its kind of goal, which was iconic. I mean, it's not supposed to be Iconic Masters, but, you know, bringing up the nostalgia from 25 years of magic. Do you think it did that well? I think there are set? definitely a few flops. Um, Tree of Redemption being like the obvious one, <laughs> yes. right? Like, we could probably talk for like three hours alone on like why why Tree of Redemption was a failure on that part. Because first off, it's not even the half of the pair that anyone plays in any format. <laughs> That's that's a little guy called Tree of Perdition. Um, but the other the other piece of it is that I was I was looking at Mark Rosewater's uh, conversation about it, and he said it was a last minute decision because mm-hmm. evidently the one they picked first was a little too powerful for the draft play of that. Uh, wait, wait, did he say it was too powerful draft play? It was a mythic. Um, How did that even factor in? 
I'm he said it sure. was a last minute decision. I knew I, he said there were a lot of factors. I think is what he said. Yeah, like yeah. they had it was a last minute swap out, and they had a lot of uh, what's the word for it? Like restrictions on what else they could put in that slot because, like, by that mm-hmm. point, collectors' numbers and all that stuff were finalized. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so Kevin, kind of bring your point back here. Is I, I felt like I also felt like they missed that mark a little bit, and I think that ties into what we can maybe expect going to Dominaria. The other thing I really wanted to say is from the Frontier perspective. So a whole lot of players really started their magic careers in Cons of Tarkir, in that block. You I know, mean, I'm the one same of kind them, of timeline. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're one of them. I came back into the format during that time. A lot of players did as well. And for those sets that are Frontier legal, I don't feel like they did a good job at all of bringing forth like the feeling of those sets. I don't so think, I think that about, they had to. Like that that's my thing is that like it I don't think that it should feel like cons of Tarkir. Um I think I think that it should feel like all of Magic's history coming together. So you you feel as though our format is underrepresented in terms of that block? Yeah, I think that it's a little bit of I feel like Watsi is not in touch with the Frontier player, that there are so many players that joined during that time. And they're not giving them any of the nostalgia, and they're not giving Frontier the attention it deserves. As far as, you know, there's a lot of players that want to be playing with these cards, and there's not really a place for them to do that. Okay, sure. I would counter by saying that not many of the cards in uh, in that block are ripe for a reprint. So I don't expect to see them in reprints in Master Sets very soon. My probably biggest argument would be fate reforged they had uh, i'm trying to remember the, the name of the card that they brought in for that it was a humble defector yeah which I, I guess it sees some edh play maybe but what i would immediately think of is that ugin is a very expensive card it's like 40 bucks sure but ugin's also a mythic slot yeah but they definitely had slots for another planeswalker they had slots to find a mythic in there if only they had some budget at mythic that they could have used for <laughs> yeah. that I also really like the idea of they have the alternate art Ugin, which was the the Fate Reforged art, and that thing's like $125 right now. That would have been a sweet reprint to include in this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't disagree that Ugin would have been a great reprint, for sure. Yeah, but the other ones that I would really think of is like the, the, the Battle for Zendikar block. It didn't have any of the colorless Eldrazi from there. It didn't have something that you really think of those sets and you think Thought Nazi or you think Reality Smasher. I'm not even sure what they pulled from that block. Um, for Dragons of Tarkir, they didn't have a dragon. They didn't have Megamorph, despite having the morph theme. Or, you know, Collected Company. Something that would have really felt like that time for sure. Magic players. So I, I also, like, as someone who joined that in that time, and as someone who found their identity in Commander at that time, Something mm-hmm. that I was personally clamoring for for a really long time was an Animar reprint, and <laughs> that is in this set, in this set. <laughs> Something that I've been clamoring for a really long time because I play it already, and I think that the previous gold bordered cards are gaudy and ugly to look mm. at. As someone who joined in the modern era, is Ella Damry's call, and it got a reprint. Like I, I'm so tired of looking at my existing Ella Damry's call. It's just like. You know, um, so I'm I'm excited for a lot of things in this. I'm really excited to see a Vindicate reprint like hmm. that. That's something that like I run in a lot of decks that 
I I just I think I think that it's an iconic card because it's like when I point to this is what Orzov does. Orzov destroys any permanent. And so it's just like, okay, well, here's here's what people say when something's when like people look at uh, um, Vona and they call Vona's effect vindicating something. This is this is that iconic effect, right? Like, I'm really excited to see Utopia Sprawl. That's something that I play in Popper and EDH. And like it's it was five bucks before this reprint. Like, so, yeah. Okay. okay. So I guess what I'm going to say is that I hope our that I hope that Dominaria lives up to our expectations as much as a 25 live up to your expectations, Kevin, because I think you're the most hyped I've heard of anyone about. I'm this really set. excited for this. Set. I, like, I'm actually <laughs> going to jump in here too. Cause I haven't had my piece on this one yet. Okay. Yeah, sorry oh. about that. <clears throat> I gotta say, I'm just so disappointed with masters 25. Like I, I really wanted to just buy a bunch of it, you know, like I was really looking forward, like with when uh modern masters 2017 came out about two boxes, and I didn't make any money on it, but like it just, I had fun opening the packs and I didn't lose too much either. Like it just, it was fun to open. It was fun to draft. You got some fetches. You got to build a deck. Yeah. Like there was, and there was at the bottom line just kind of is always going to come down to value, right? Like mm-hmm. the value has to be there uh, with modern masters 2017. The value was great, right? It was, you know, had all these very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the value just isn't there for this. Uh, for Masters 25, and I find it kind of confusing because it's kind of, it, it was so hyped, and they put so much kind of marketing into, you know, this is our 25th anniversary, you know, we're we're, we're going to pump it up, and like it's going to be so good, and then it's kind of like, this is your 25th anniversary? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I think, I think part of the problem is, and this is actually one of my honorable mentions for my predictions later this episode, um, but what I actually suspect is we're going to see masterpieces in Dominaria. Okay. And they're just going to have a straight up Dominaria theme. Uh, hmm. So we're looking at things like Tarmogoyf, Liliana the Veil, uh, Tronlands, just things that are hmm. all like Lily's from Dominaria. Tarmogoyf is a Dominaria thing. Tronlands, you know, like people want them in modern borders. Um, and that people interesting, and that was kind of like a miss for some people from Masters twenty five, uh, but I, I think probably we're just going to see them as masterpieces, which basically meant that Wizards wasn't able to pull the trigger on them in Masters twenty five. See, if I were to think of if they were doing Dominaria, just anything that's you know central to it as a theme, I would think more of the characters. I would think of Miriam as Dur. I would think of Weatherlight. And I'm, um, I'm sure we'll see some of those of too. Grades, like, some of those things rather than. Sure. But th- that's interesting. So what I actually, as long as we're kind of jumping into what we actually, you know, the meat of this episode, talking about Dominaria and what we expect. If I think they're going to have a masterpieces, what I was thinking is actually Planeswalkers. There's so many Planeswalkers that are on Dominaria right now that kind of centralize around Dominaria. We might have all of the Gatewatch there. We're going to have. We're going to have Liliana there. and Gideon. Sorry, Shand- I gotta set you straight on that. We're already getting into it, guys. We're already no, no, we getting are, into it. There's also gonna be Chandra and Jace on Dominaria story wise. Fair enough. Um, and there's gonna be Jaya, and there's going to be 
um, who else have they already shown? They've Teferi, shown Teferi, Karn. who may or not still be a Karn, definitely. Speaking of which, I, um, I'm Joyra, also... like, ex- there's so many... Sorry, I'm also expecting a Karn uh, masterpiece as well, which is why he mm-hmm. wouldn't have been in Masters 25. I'm sorry to hear that you guys are so disappointed in Masters 25. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just bottom line, right? Like, it's just val- value matters Yeah, I, I want to be able to draft it, and it's... If it's gonna, if I'm gonna be losing twenty, thirty dollars on every draft, that that's really that kills the draft format for me. That's my like bottom line with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I totally get that, but I I also look at like every single row of rares, and I'm I'm into all these reprints. And okay. Like I look at almost every row of uncommons, and it's like, yeah, that's something I definitely have wanted to play for a while, and like. Yeah, so, like, while I'm not, like, categorically hyped on, like, I had an expectation of what would get reprinted here, and that didn't happen, like, maybe that's why it's not soiled for me, because, uh, like... Okay, so one thing I want to ask you, Sky, are you going to buy any packs? I'm going to draft the set. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I might I might pitch on a box with a few other people. Fair enough. Good luck. Thanks. All right, Kevin, why don't we have you jump into what your some of expectations are? I don't know if we want to do this as like a top 10, if there's a specific format you guys wanted to go with. So oh, sure. I think we want to go with, with what we want first and then lead yes. into predictions. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I kind of have a list of what I wanted. So I, I'm not a what I predict will happen, but some things I'd like to see. Okay, um, can we go by color? Um, I, I don't really have by color, but you're welcome to do so. Cool. Um, I will say that the first thing that I want in white is instant speed removal at two mana or less. Yeah, uh, I would I, love some kind of, I mean, path to exile at two mana would be fine. Yeah, I would take that every day. And um, before we before we talk about other things that we want in white, or, or before we talk about things Matt wants in white, uh, I would also love a four mana board wipe in either white or black. Hmm. Well, that seems like a long shot to me. Really? No, I mean, it hasn't it's been, been that a while long now since, since Languish, Languish was, reprint- gone, yeah. was printed. Yeah. I so. think I think Withers just doesn't do unconditional board wipes at, at four anymore. Um, and, you know, I actually think that like a wrath of God or a damnation would actually be healthier for the format than, uh, so languish. Healthy. Well then languish, uh, mostly because languish is a lot harder to play around. You can't, uh, beat it with selfless spirit or just buffing your dude or, or whatever, you know? Um, oh, you're saying there's enough indestructible at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah like yeah. one of the biggest things in standard right now that people are like talking about is, um, Adanto Vanguard, which mm-hmm. can pay for life to get an indestructible. So I completely agree. I think that they could have printed a Wrath of God effect in the last couple sets with vehicles dodging it, with the gods dodging it. There have been a lot of things that it would have not been that high on the power level. It's like, not broken at this point, and they've printed Settle the Wreckage, and that's an amazing mm-hmm. card that's actually starting to see modern play because it does things that other board wipes can't. Settle the yeah. Wreckage is so crazy, I don't understand. <laughs> like... <laughs> I I don't understand why that's okay uh, in their wizard's eyes, and like damnation or wrath of God aren't right. Um, exactly, it, yeah. it blows my mind. But um, I I do think we just unconditional four mana board wipes or something they just do not want to give us. Um, despite the fact that it, 
if if it was me, if I was in charge of Frontier and I could magically pluck out Languish and put in okay. an unconditional board wipe, I would absolutely do that because I think it would be healthier for the format. Okay, so I'm going to introduce a perspective as we continue to have this conversation, okay? Um, and it's something I'll be reintroducing throughout, Matt. Um, so you're Dr. Richard Garfield. You're diagnosing Standard and the illness that it has. What do you think Richard Garfield thinks about Wrath of God in Standard right now? I don't know, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's a big question, to be honest. I, I think it's kind of like there's a lot of ways to deal with the problems of Standard. I don't necessarily know that Wrath of God is is that answer. Right, there are really powerful board wipes in Standard. Right. Okay. So I, I don't think it's a lack of board wipes. It is a lack of answers, but I don't think it's a lack of board wipes. So like, as if I'm Richard Garfield, I'm not looking at Standard and being like, I can fix this. Wrath of God. Boom. Hmm. No, we're not. We're not talking about something that has a simple one card fix. We're talking about yeah, Standard needs needs answers right now. That's something that everyone has like recognized, right? Yeah. Where does the problem lie? And I think that, first off, one of the answers that needs to exist is board wipes. And specifically okay. affordable board wipes. But we have that. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, those exist in standard. We have um, Settle the Wreckage. Fumigate is, and Settle the Wreckage. Yeah, Fumigate yeah. and Settle the Wreckage. Both of which are strong. Yeah, they're both are very strong, very playable. They They both see play in Frontier. You know, like, there's... There's nothing wrong with the board wipes we have right now in in both Standard and Frontier. I think we need better spot removal is, is, is the big problem. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's go back to that and let's talk about it in white. So to kind of touch on, on what you said with the instance, you want like instant speed white removal. I'm not actually as sold on it having to be instant speed as much as I would just want it to be uh an exile effect that's efficient. Like, you know, we're talking, oh, excuse me, um, one mana, maybe two. Uh, and I just, I don't want it to be capped by toughness or mana cost or whatever, you know, like, but sorcery speed is fine with me. Okay. okay. I can I mean, take it. The reality is that like most decks aren't going to be mono white. And as much as yes, you want to be able to answer copter. I'm okay with just having a little bit of a weakness if you, if if you're a mono white deck to copter. All right, guys, I'm going to call it there because we have talked about this in our episode about white and what we would like to see for white. So why don't we move on to? Did you want to go through another color? Kind of go through it that way, Kevin. Um, uh, what do you guys want to see in white? So I do want efficient white based exile removal. Um, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not sold that it has to be instant speed. Okay, um, if and it is. Then? If it is, I'm perfectly happy with it. Uh, and I think Wizards has slowly been pushing, uh, been trying to figure out kind of the next path to exile, as we've seen in the last few sets. Mm-hmm. Both have had some kind of one mana instant speed exile effect, mm-hmm. whether that's the uh, the one from Amonkhet that's the, it's for zombies only. Yeah, the, um, oh yeah, blinding light or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's one, one white uh, exile target creature that is blocking or blocked by a zombie mm-hmm. right 
And then we got yeah. the kind of revor- reverse uh, Death Shadow one in. Oh Exxon. yeah, that one's not not any good. But I'm glad they're trying out that space. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see they're trying to push this space and find something. And I think we're just going to see them keep kind of dialing up the power bit by bit to see if they can make something stick. And I'm, I'm that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that as well. All right, cool. Um, what about you, Finkel? What do you uh, What do you want to see in white? I mean, nothing that we haven't really touched on in our white episode or that you guys were just mentioning. Like I said, I, I would agree with something that, like, I want the white braid. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of what I call it. I don't know what that card is yet, but I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, that seems fair to me. That seems really fair. Um, and I think that two mana is, like, such a fair space to design removal in, and especially at instant speed. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you want to go blue? Specifically yeah. Dominaria, what you'd like to see from blue and Dominaria? So I would like, all right, so this is something that multiple formats are clamoring for. Um, I would like to see what the next two mana counterspell looks like that is playable Ooh, yeah. in modern, specifically. Like something to replace mana leak. Um, and so do you think, I mean, I've heard people being like, hey, it's Dominaria, they're going to go way more powerful on spells. What are the chances we get counterspell in Dominaria? Uh, so I think we should all take turns before we talk about <laughs> Counterspell. All right, um, all right. I think we should all take turns giving it a zero to ten. Zero. Um, with negative zero. negative yeah. five. I, knew I, I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's healthy. I don't want it. <laughs> Agreed. A hundred percent. I I do not think it's a good fit. Okay. Well, I think it's probably about a four, but I don't think that we'll get it. And I, I also don't want it, but I see the point in that, like, there's got to be a healthy balance to, like, you know, something more powerful than what we've gotten lately. Don't you <laughs> fucking lie to me. You want Counterspell. I want Counterspell <laughs> so bad, Matt. I want it so bad. I want something like... I want a Counterspell that I can board in from the side to say, screw your win condition. Oh, see, I just want something I can main deck and not feel bad about. So, like I said, I said before, we talked about this on the blue episode, and I think Remand yeah, we are or like Logic Knot are the really are the best fits. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I'm not. That's not really what I'm hoping for or expecting out of Dominaria in particular. It's just something that I think we. I'm hopeful that we'll see in the future. Okay, and yeah, we have talked about this already. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll keep it brief here. Okay. Do you want anything else you really want to see from Blue, specifically in Dominaria? Yeah. Um, so we also talked about evasive creatures. Um, I would love to see a new mechanic in Blue that is evasive, um, hmm. that allows us to see powerful Blue creatures again in the early game. Like Shadow. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, like Shadow, except not limited to like 20 cards so yeah. i've been thinking about this <laughs> and i actually think they've been doing a really good job of giving us those creatures uh, i think we just we're not quite there as far as being able to capitalize them yet on them yet um, so like we have thing in mm-hmm. the ice which is a haymaker and we sure. have cryptic serpent which is also a haymaker and matches up well into like everybody in the format I mean, to be fair, Thing in the Ice made top four at the last Pro Tour, so... Yeah, exactly, right? Like, we, yeah. we have these cards in Frontier. I just think people haven't exactly either latched onto them yet, or we're, we're looking for, like, a hole, or, like, a card to fill a hole in that deck, right? Because 
I know when I was playing Thing in the Ice, uh, one of the things I really struggled with was just it's really tough to remove things like X-Force and x Five, So like Anafenza, Siege Rhino, uh, those things can mm. be really hard to deal with. It's a little easier now with uh, Walk the Plank, but Walk the Plank can be pretty tough to cast because it's double black. Uh, especially if yeah. you're looking at a, a deck that also has like Cryptic Serpent or something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not ideal. I think if we were to see a little more efficient removal that wasn't as limited by things like casting cost or needing revolt, I think we could see uh, certainly a lot a lot better blue lists leveraging these creatures like Thing in the Ice and Cryptic Serpent. Or even Bedlam Reveler is a great fit for a lot of these lists. Okay. Yeah, and I think, this again, this is something we said in our blue episode, that we'd like to see some cheap, aggressive creatures. We want to see the next Delver. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm going for mostly, is the next Delver. Like, what is what does Wizards think is, is the acceptable power level for an efficient blue creature? Um, something else... Um, while we're talking about creatures that I think that Wizards has been incredibly gun shy about that we've also talked about before, um, specifically in our set review. And that pertains to blue and white and green. Is Hexproof. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to see them take a risk on Hexproof. Yeah, I would love to see a boggle. It, it'll be tough. That's probably something I would say for green. I'd love I think green is probably where it fits. Maybe in blue if we were doing like Merfolk. So Merfolk. What is is a Merfolk? It's not a Merfolk. It's not a a Merfolk. It's a Merfolk. It's not a Merfolk? Like a horse person. Yeah, I think it's a horse person for sure. Like something something related to female horses, right? Like horse people. (laughs) All right. We've discussed... Merfolk, we've also discussed blue quite a bit. Do you want to talk on black? Because I definitely have one for black that I'd like to see in Dominaire. I would actually love to see Snapcaster. Ooh. I would, oh my god, the things I would do for Snapcaster in Standard. Jesus Christ. Let's just say it, you know, like, Snapcaster's a great card. Um, Fundamentally fair, I think. Uh, Richard Garfield's on the team, so one can only hope. Okay, so if you're discussing that, I'm going to make a break from our color pie here real quick, and I'm going to bring up one of the things I would like to see from Dominaria, which is some fun, powerful, returning mechanics. So you're bringing up Flashback. Flashback is something that I would love to see come back. So, I mean, I would even some simple ones, like Kicker. We haven't seen Kicker in a very long time, or Entwine. Just something, you know, one of those powerful, fun ones that people really think of, and that, you know, returning mechanics can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would I would kill to see either kicker or flashback. I think flashback is a little less likely, only because we just had aftermath. But mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, I mean, if we had both aftermath and flashback, that would mm-hmm. that would really um, raise the bar for what could possibly happen. Like something people are trying to figure out in standard right now is like a four color control deck. Um, and I think that having flashback and aftermath would really raise the bar for what's doable for at least like six months. See, I think the big thing, the big thing there is that flashback would kind of invalidate aftermath because aftermath just Mm. wasn't good, right? Like it was, or there's very few like truly good aftermath cards. So suddenly having aftermath or flashback to compete with, 
they'd either have to make some like truly terrible flashback cards or just invalidate the aftermath cards as a whole. So we could get another um, battle for Zendikar where we have bad landfall cards. (laughs) Don't let Ryan hear you say that. (laughs) You you guys are setting me up perfectly here. You're talking about flashback. You're talking about black and you're talking about Dominaria where we've heard already that the Cabal is back. Okay. If you weren't going to say it, I was going to say that. So yeah. So you're setting me up here to, yes. So we're going to talk about Cabal therapy, right? We're going to talk about Cabal therapy. What would that do to frontier? What would that do to standard? What would that do to modern? What would that do to frontier? For those unaware, Cabal Therapy says... Oh, man. It, it's, it adds such a level of skill to game. It's, you know, it's the remo- the discard spell we've been asking for, maybe. Hey, okay. we make a Monastery Mentor a deck in Frontier. So, Cabal Therapy is a sorcery for a single black. It says, choose a non-land card name, which is a set of words that we've heard recently. Um, target player reveals his or her hand and discards all cards with that name. <laughs> Flashback, sacrifice a creature. I mean, there's no way it's getting printed. But, there's no oh, way. Oh, it'd be beautiful. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. I, I actually have never seen this card in action, so it's hard for me to judge exactly how powerful it is. I know it is powerful. It does see play in Legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's really hard to judge the impact it would have on Frontier. It certainly wouldn't be quite at the level of Legacy where you could name something blind. I don't think you could go turn one Brainstorm, or turn one Cabal Therapy naming Brainstorm. You couldn't just be like, oh, I'm just going to name Monastery Swiftspear. You're not that likely to hit. There's more variety in Frontier as far as total overall cards. But it would be very interesting. It would be very powerful. And I think that steadily we've been watching Wizards kind of use black as its its playing ground. Like, when's the last time you saw a card like Raska's Contempt? When's the last mm. time you saw a card like Mastermind's Acquisition? When's the last time that you saw a card? Um, I, I could go on. But, um, I, mean, I don't know, like, like To the Slaughter is, is a sweet card. Well, you know, part of what I'm kind of thinking there is that Black lost regeneration. That used to be kind of a big thing in black. And kind of white stole it. White now has the become indestructible at the end of turn. Which is basically what what uh, regenerate was. And black no longer has that. So they feel like they're kind of missing a little piece of color pie there. Are you talking about reanimation or regeneration? Because regeneration. Because reg- regeneration was a black and green thing. Yeah, so it was a black and green thing, but now we're kind of seeing indestructible as a white thing and maybe a green thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it there was definitely a tool that got taken away from black. Um <clears throat> I don't think they're doing anything different with black than they are most of the other colors. I think they're all kind of getting pushed in in little different ways from time to time, you know. Like to me, you say Vraska's contempt and I I'm not blown away by that. I don't think that's new ground, you know. Like we've we've always had uh, planeswalker removal in black. I'm I'm more so talking about like it. It seems like that's what I want to play pay for four mana for a removal spell. Like that's mm-hmm. exactly where I would cut it. Is like okay, cool. Well, I can exile it. I gain two life, so I get a rebate on that thing hitting me at least once. Um, 
and it can hit a it can hit a creature or a, a planeswalker. See, like I still think Vraska's Contempt is like I don't think it would even see play without uh, Gearhulk. All right, well let's let's um, table that for now. I think that is a good discussion, though. Can I bring up another thing I'd really like to see in black? Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, I am dying. I think we are long overdue for a two-two for one black mana. Okay. Mm, there have uh, been there have been quite a few in history. So I did pull this up. There's Carnifage, there's Diagraph Ghoul, there's Vampire Lacerator, and there's Sarcomancy. Any of those would be a sweet reprint right now. I mean, they would make the zombie or vampire deck a lot more powerful. But just something else that fits that space, we haven't seen, we're kind of overdue on. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Something else that I really want to see in black as well right now um, is mono black reanimation. Hmm. Um, so something that I identify as part of Dominaria is like animate dead and necromancy where it's like, okay, like enchant a creature in a graveyard. Like it can do stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, um, so I'd, I'd love to see, um, what the next take on that is specifically to the battlefield. Like I want, I don't, I don't want to see Another recover, for example, mm-hmm. to to name a recent uh, card that came out. Like I, I definitely. Where do you think we can push that to? Do you think a a straight up four mana reanimate would be too powerful? Because I I've, they've kind of been pushing that they'll do reanimates, but they'll do them at five mana with upside. Yeah, um, I think. I, first off, it definitely can't be instant speed. Um, second. I think maybe it is interactable in some way. Uh, like a player can pay like two or three mana to stop it. Oh. Um, or like, I, I don't know. Like, I think animate dead is, is kind of dangerous because it, it causes a specific deck to exist where I'm milling myself and then I animate some ridiculously huge creature on turn two. Um, but I think three or four mana and making it interactable in some way is, is fine. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I think, I think we're probably going to see the trend stick to five mana with upside personally. Okay. Why? It's five mana is about the time. I think when it, it's fair to be able to drop Ulamog or like any of the big dinosaurs, that kind of thing. Yeah, we kind of saw that, saw that with Aetherworks Marvel, is that when you're getting to four mana, then you're cheating things in for a little too cheap, but a five mana with good upside, which I can't quite write the second think of what it would be, but you can get something more powerful than, like, the dread return we've had. Okay, that's really fair. Yeah, so five mana with upside, um, sure. So maybe the upside can be something like flashback. What if what if you had to... Hmm, like, what if it was, like, a Gorio's Vengeance? Like, you had to sacrifice it at the end of the turn. That fits a different role, but I think that would also be... We could find somewhere for that. I think we are seeing Wizards shift away from uh, combo-style decks. And I, I don't mm. see a world where that's not an instant kind of win combo, if it's good. Yeah, so the only real thing I can think of is, like, the Whip of Erebos. That's the only time I can think of where they use that kind of effect. And it was played for something other than I'm going to get this unfair creature that lets me win the game. Right. That was more of like a Sultai value town list. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything else for black that you can think of for Dominaria so, or would you like to finish up the color pie here? 
My number one thing that I want to see out of Dominaria is some kind of main deckable discard. Yeah. Thoughts. That would be great. Or something new. I just, and, and, and actually I'm going to touch on something else that I'd love to see, but I know it's super unlikely. Um, and I just, I want something for mid range because I think mid range has been suffering for a long time in frontier. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I would kill to see a Liliana of the Veiled reprint or like, mm. or some kind of just like hyper efficient Tarmogoyf type body on two mana, you know, and it doesn't have okay. to be actually Tarmogoyf cause I, I get that it's the best creature ever printed and it's, it's never making it into, into standard, but some kind of just efficient two mana body. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's my response to that. And I know, Finkel, I'm going to need you to chill on the time because this is going to be <laughs> as long as it's going to be. Um, All right. Okay. So we've talked about the Cabal being back already. Um, and I think that this is going to be the most black set we've seen since Shadows Over Innistrad. Hmm. The reason I'm saying that is because we've got a Liliana that's coming into play. We've got the Cabal and we've got the fourth demon that Liliana has signed a pact to the fourth demon of the, of the Liliana pact. Right. So I think we're yes. probably, we're probably looking at, um, at, at some rate, the Liliana with the most powerful effects that we've seen so far, because she's going to be, she's going to be a free roller at this point, assuming that she beats the fourth demon. Whoa, you know. that's ambitious. Because, I mean, we have Liliana the Last Hope, right? That card's a right. bomb. Dude, Liliana the Last Hope is amazing. She's also a three-mana Planeswalker. Like, yeah, if yeah. they printed this Liliana at four-mana, what if it was an acceptable, like, comparable power level to Gideon Alley of Zendikar, is all I'm saying. Sure, I just mean, lore doesn't necessarily inform power... Like mechanics, right? Because if you look at um, kind of her demons in general that we've seen, um, Gristlebrand is by far the most powerful mechanically, but also in the lore, he's the weakest, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I'm also wondering whether or not they'll do that lore well. I felt like Raz, Razakath, I think it was, from the Amonkhet block was not well done. Yeah, agreed. Confusing um, almost in, in that he just, he was such a side note. He got like one chapter in the story, and he kind of just popped up and died. It, it was yeah, very it, it did feel forced that it was like, oh, okay, well, Razzlecrest's here. <laughs> yeah, um, they were, but they at the same time, off a list. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they were checking off a list. Mm-hmm. They needed to get this done before Dominaria, so he showed up there. It felt like, yeah, but at the same time, like I, I'm not really talking about um, necessarily. What am I saying? I'm not talking about the mechanic of one character here. I'm talking about, like, this is one of the biggest, blackest baddies in all of magic history taking on the Cabal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's thematically explosive. Okay. And, And so because of that, like, because that's the tone that's getting set in this set... Uh, not to say set into in, twice in one sentence or anything, but uh, I I think that is just marks that this is going to be a set where black is markedly powerful. Okay, that would be cool. And I also like the idea of 
lore-wise, having a more powerful Liliana, something like a six-mana Liliana, which we don't really see, would be really cool. I'd love to see the first... I'd love to see the first four-mana Liliana. Please, please don't let her be six-mana. Please don't (laughs) let her be six-mana. She would have to be an absolute bomb to be playable at six-mana, in Frontier anyway. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think that six-mana is a big ask in... uh, 60 card constructed mm-hmm. but four mana is just pushing where you can actually play a planeswalker three mana is you know archetype defining all right uh let's finish up the colors with some what is the uh what's red and then green yes that's how word works oh boy um so uh there there are a couple things going on for red in this set and like when you mm-hmm. talk about spells matter Red is one of the colors that's going to come up first, right? Because, like, one of the most iconic spells is Lightning Bolt. Um, so I, one of the things I really, really, really want, um, it doesn't have to be the original, but I'd love another wheel effect. Like, hmm, okay. I've been dying for another wheel effect in a standard printed set recently. I think that's a great point. Uh, can I quick do, you mentioned lightning bolt. Can we do the same thing? Kind of a one to 10, how likely you think lightning bolt is to be reprinted right now? Yeah. Uh, let's all talk about why, but yeah. Okay. okay so Matt, I was going to say start. like a three. Okay. Yeah. I think it's probably like a zero. And like, <laughs> only... it's like keep, to, keep, keep saying it exactly like that. <laughs> say zero. And like the, I actually, it's close. Cause like, it it was either going to be a zero or like a six, um, but the primary reasons for for it being a zero for me are the fact that we just got lightning strike. Mm-hmm. That's a we, big one. Yeah, we have a braid, and they just reprinted lightning bolt in Masters twenty five. Yeah, I think that it's a full step more likely than counterspell, but I also do not think it's very likely. And again, because of those reasons. Yeah, like when when your adjacent set or your adjacent block, if you will, prints lightning strike, it seems really doubtful to just print a categorically better lightning strike. Yeah. So like here's and I, I actually think that the lightning bolt is we're getting to a point where they could actually reprint lightning bolt in standard. Um, and I think they'd maybe be more willing to do it uh, in the near ish future. But I don't think it's going to happen while Ixalan's in standard. At least not right on the heels of Ixalan. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, my my main point about why I think that Lightning Bolt is a four <laughs> is because of the Lightning Strike reprint most recently. Yeah. Yeah. I would. It is on my wish list, though. So Lightning Bolt is on my wish list for, for Dominaria. Sure. I just it's it's not one that I I have a lot of faith in right now. I would love a lightning bolt reprint. Um, and just to revisit what I was talking about earlier, guys, a wheel effect is a red effect that says every player discards their whole hand and draws a new seven cards. Yeah. 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 I'd be fine with something like that. Uh, or like as much as I know, we're never going to get it. Uh, faithless looting. I would die hmm. for, uh, oh. God, all of these good flashback spells. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Firebolt. I think, I think even if we revisited, flashback we're probably not getting faithless looting so what if we got the blue faithless looting like what if as a callback to flashback we got the 
um, spiritual successor of Faithless Looting. Because I think that one of the reasons that Wizards is hesitant to give Faithless Looting a reprint is because more often than not lately, what we see is that red gets rummage mm-hmm. and blue gets looting. Um, so it, it it's a diversion from the color pie of what these colors do. Did you mean deep analysis? Uh, deep analysis says, God, is okay. That's a draw two for four with a flashback for two, or it's like one in the blue and I think pay life. Pay three life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's four mana target player draws two cards, flashback two, pay three life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I believe that card's not currently modern legal, but I don't think it would play modern play, but it's a sweet card. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking for something a little more efficient than that. I would be super cool with just a a blue shifted faithless looting. Hmm. Uh, again, I don't think it's very likely. I think we're, I think that's just a very very specific niche, and it requires a very specific theme. And I don't think we're going to get that out of Dominaria. So one last I do thing think that. Oh, sorry. I do think so. We've we've seen that. Uh, I I don't want to butcher this name, but I think her name's pronounced Jaya Ballard. Mm-hmm. She's going to be featured in this set, and she. I don't. I don't know if you guys have looked at the original Jaya Ballard, but that's a lot of spell on a creature. <laughs> um, yeah, like well, that's how they used to do planeswalkers before planeswalkers existed. Right, with activated abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all, all's, all's it is that I'm saying, kids, is that I, I think that red is going to have an, 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 a rebirth a little bit. Okay. And I, I, I don't think it's going to be in creatures because we've gotten so many good red creatures recently. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. I think we're probably going to see some really good red spells. So on that um, topic, a red effect that we haven't seen for a while that I wouldn't mind seeing is how would you guys feel about like a seething song reprint? We're never. I'm unfamiliar. I mean, we don't have Storm in Frontier. What would be the problem with. So, Seething, Seething Song is two and a red for an instant that adds five red mana to your mana pool. Oh, so you're talking about um, like uh, a ritual. Yeah, Pyretic Ritual, Seething Song. You know, we used to have Dark Ritual, but then they kind of decided it's a red effect, and then they sort of stopped printing it because Storm broke every single one of them that they ever put into modern. I think we might see them retry what the what the fair version of a ritual is i i don't think it'll be seething song yeah well <laughs> yeah, that's fine but i, th- I think we if we're gonna get a, a ritual we'll get a reprint of one of the ones that are currently in modern um mm-hmm. whereas like seething songs just banned in modern right so yeah that, that that's what i was saying is i mean you could reprint it because it wouldn't affect modern whereas printing something functionally similar would prompt a modern ban yeah yeah i think it's just what was I going to say? I think it's just a matter of they don't want to have that kind of dissonance, right? Not it, When it's not really important to standard to reprint, say, Seething Song, it doesn't make a lot of sense to reprint something that is banned in modern. That, that's, that's what I think. Okay. Well, well, you can just print it alongside um, Past in Flames, which we're getting in our flashback set, right? <laughs> oh, God. What an ability. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about, I know Wizards has talked a lot about um, how they don't want to print color hate or protection most mm. recently. Um, but what do you guys think about the, um, like, 
getting a new version of Pyroblast, Hydroblast, Red Elemental Blast, things like that. I love color hosers. I think they're great, and I don't think that's what they're going away from. They're going away from things that you're main decking this card anyways, and oh, it's got protection from red. It's just going to beat red players randomly. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that we got that at the end of our devastation. Uh, specifically referring to... The very narrow ones that were the, def- the, the defeat cards. Yeah, the defeat cycle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So you do you guys think that we they would retread that ground then and try to give us a fair version of these cards? I hope so. I'd, I'd like to see it a little bit more like Dragons of Tarkir, where we had the cycle of... Uh, I can never remember the white one's name, but things like... Uh, Rending Volley. Yeah, Rending Volley... There was the the ice one of some sort. You, you know, th- th- those cards. Um, Display of Dominance, I think, is one of them that I can randomly yeah. remember, but I never played. Yeah, that's the green one, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would expect to see a little more of it going forward, but I, I wouldn't expect a retread so soon. Hmm. So we just got the big cycle. Um, I don't think we're going to get another cycle, but I, I think they're going to be a little less afraid to to put hosers in standard in the near future, so... Exactly. It gives you a safety valve on power level. If red is very powerful, then you can just run that surge of righteousness in in all of your decks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, if we're going to go into green, I can think I know where we want to jump with the first one, is let's talk Monodorks real quick. And I kind of want to do the same thing as kind of do a 1 to 10. Maybe let's go a couple here. Do you think Llanowar Elves has a reprint chance? I'm going to one-up, yeah. Okay. I'm one up, yeah. I was going to say Birds of Paradise. Why don't we do yes. a number for both of them? <laughs> okay, cool. So Lenawar Elves, I think, is probably a... I would give it a 7 or 8. I don't think it's too overpowered. I, I think, think Birds of Paradise is probably a 4. Oof, wow. I was going to go like a 4 and a 2 with those same numbers. And, and I do want to specifically say, I'm talking about Lenawar Elves and not Elvish Mystic. For Frontier, that's a, <laughs> for Frontier, that's a very big distinction. If we had yeah. Lenawar Elves and Elvish Mystic in Frontier it would really buff the power level of ramp decks and of elves deck in a very cool way. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Having having the redundant effect would be really really good. Yeah, it would I'm I would be at about a 6 with Llanowar elves and uh, when I say 6 I mean like there's a real good chance it's going to be in the set. It's not Absolutely. A, I think there's a really good chance. Yeah, it's thank not you. It's 100%. It's like 60% maybe I would say. Um Okay. So, and Birds of Paradise is like a one, maybe a two. I what about uh, Honored Hierarch? Or, uh, sorry, what's the good Hierarch? Noble, Noble Hierarch. Hierarch. Yeah. Zero. Zero negative, because negative that's... Something. Yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a Dominaria thing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an Alara thing, buddy. Even, even yeah, outside of that... The colors are off, but... Even outside of that, as a power level thing, um, you know, as much as it needs a reprint, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's probably definitely too much for standard. Yeah, I probably agree there. I wouldn't mind Exalted. That would be another, uh, you know, old ability to bring back that I wouldn't mind seeing. I think Exalted is a really, really cool mechanic that is specifically related to the flavor of Alara, and they would need to find a way to um, justify it, kind of like they had to do with Prowess from mm-hmm. Tarkir. So. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just not a fit for Dominaria, personally. I don't know if it's glued to... Um, Alara, because I think it is relatively flavor neutral. I just, I don't think we're going to see it in Dominaria in particular, because I think there's probably bigger things on their hit list. 
Okay, so we heard how likely you think it is. How much would you want to see one of these new dorks? I really want one. I think it'd be pretty cool. That's kind of my enthusiasm on it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I would like it as well. I think that we could kind of use something. I miss Sylvan Carry added for deck. Oh, man, I miss Sylvan Carry added so much. So, yeah, um, I I think Llanowar Elves is fairly feasible. Anything else green that you guys are really looking for? I do have non-color-specific things that I'd like to see. Yeah, so in green, like I said, kind of mentioned earlier, I'd like some kind of just efficient green body at two mana. Um, I, I was going to say, I was going to bring that up too. Um, I was actually going to say green-white. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Watch Wolf equivalent. Oh, that'd be really cool. Um, Watch Wolf was a 3-3 three, three for two, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like something better than that. Okay, yeah, I'd I like... think that we, we've seen better than that. We've seen the... Um, uh, what, what was the name of the lion? Uh, Fleece Mane Lion. I'd like yeah. something better than that. Better than Fleece Mane Lion? Yeah. Sock it to me. Oh, man. Like, I'd like <laughs> I'm ready. I'd like something below a Tarmogoyf, but above what we have in Frontier. Uh, spe- okay. Specifically. Okay. So something more powerful than a Sylvan Advocate or a Snapping Arlet or something like that. Yeah, like or, or a Grim Flare, right? I feel like like these things were just a little bit too hard to turn on. Mm. Uh, for the kind of mid-rangey decks that want them and for how vulnerable they are to Fatal Push, um, which is obviously everywhere right now. So I, I just, I'd like to see something to really give green that kind of king of creatures again, because I don't feel like they currently have that in Frontier. No, green is actually incredibly weak right now in Standard, and because of that, it's kind of suffering in Frontier. What about yeah. like a Scavenging Ooze? Do you think that would be powerful enough? I would love a Scavenging Ooze. I think it would be a great addition to the format, but it's not quite what I'm looking for in terms of uh, efficient green beater. Yeah, I get You what want you mean. beef. You yeah. want beef it too. Yeah, I want. Yeah. And like, here's another issue I have that's not necessarily related to uh, the two drop slot. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of my major issues with green mid range right now is that it's really hard for green mid range to attack into six open mana from a control deck. The Gear Hulk body is just so fat. It's, oh man, yeah. It's embarrassing that green doesn't have any good ways to just attack into it. Green's thing is beefy creatures, and they don't have really creatures. Something to compete. Yeah, we don't really have a way to just fight a freaking gear hulk. As much as I'd you say, know, they also they also struggle into planeswalkers more than you would think they should. I mean, both Gideon's Liliana they can really shut down green aggressive decks if you're just trying to win by pushing creatures out. Those cards slow you down so hard. Something like a Rancor might help push through that. Um, or Hexproof, which we yeah, talked about earlier. Because, like, right now, with red being the best color in Standard, the the equivalent that we have is Chandra Torch of Defiance. And, man, like, green creatures just struggle against Chandra so much. Like, that, that comes down on turn four, maybe sometimes turn three. And and your day is ruined. And uh, to clarify, earlier I did say some I would want something below a Tarmogoyf. I would kill for just Tarmogoyf. <laughs> but I do understand that's a big ask. So like, just give me something a little bit better than you know what we what we're working with. Okay, so why? Let's talk about it a little bit. Why do you think Tarmogoyf is too much right now? And like, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a Lurgoyf at all. 
So I don't so. necessarily think that Tarmogoyf is actually too powerful, but I do think it's too powerful for wizards to feel comfortable with reprinting. Okay, so you think they're going to shy on it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, can we go off of colors? Because I definitely had a lot more that I would like to see, and I didn't think it fit specifically into colors. So I've kind of got a list here of some stuff I'd like. We've touched on some of them, but uh, I was going to bring up some others. Yeah, absolutely. Only if you let me start. Sure. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> I already know okay. what it's going to be, so take go ahead. All right, take, cool. Take my only colorless one. Sweet. I want to see what... It's, it's not going to be the weather light. Um, but I want to see what the replacement for the weather light looks like as a vehicle. I want to see the victory printed onto a vehicle card. Hmm. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> Enemy fetchables. Ooh, okay. So oh my god, yes. My first one I was going to bring up was enemy, some kind of strong enemy land cycle. I would love to see the enemy tangos. I wouldn't mind seeing the enemy shocks reprinted. And maybe enemy fetches would be a reasonable one, but I don't think that's as good or as... I think that would be more format warping, obviously. I actually think enemy fetchables would be more powerful in Frontier than enemy fetch lands at this point For Frontier, yes. I agree with that, yes. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Well, because of our creatures. But also, I mean, it's it's just so unreal right now how much of a disparity there is between, like, allied fetchables and enemy fetchables in eternal magic period. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and, and in standard, I'd say, especially, I mean, there are people who are saying like, no, you can't make vampires deck because black, white isn't playable. Right. Because in standard black, white mana is bad. I'm then again. So, so is two color mana in general standard, standard mana is not great, but frontier, especially I'd say that the wedges compared to the shards is a huge world of difference. I'm going to absolutely <laughs> poop my pants with rage when they reprint <laughs> enemy pain lands. I'm going to be <laughs> oh God, so mad. Because no. <laughs> they're all on Dominaria, aren't they? Yeah. Uh. Right. Oh, because it's Sheevan Reef. It's Yabamaya Coast. Yep. Abs- dude, he's got it. I'm going to poop my pants with rage. No. Matt, Matt, we're going to go one further. They're going to then reprint them again in the core set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yes. Please no. Please give us something other than those enemy fetchables. Please God. Yeah, that would be sweet. You'd easily uh, yeah. like double the number like, of decks in the format. What if it's like you know like they're they're still like Shiv and Yavamaya and all these other places, but it's like you know like thematically because these were enemy spots previously. Now they're your enemy lands. You know, hmm. interesting, interesting, but not as likely just because they made the the ones on Zendikar, they made them kind of more neutral so that they are reprintable outside of just that set. Mm-hmm. I feel like with lands, they've been a little bit more open to that. Dude, think, I mean, Matt's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be Yamamaya uh, Coast and Sheevan Reed. It would and... fix the problem with Standard while just being a shit on for Frontier. Yeah, I would have to send a very strongly worded letter to Wizards of the Coast. All right. Well, I, I'm going to jump in with one of mine. I'll I'll help you write. All right. I'm, I'm in and jumping with one of mine. I, it's kind of a counter to what Kevin already said, but I know it's something that him and I have discussed so much, is give us some equipment. It's Dominaria. We have to see equipment. Jesus Christ. 
I, I want something better than a Strider harness. Oh, or... I want something better than a bone splitter is what I want. So, and we're yeah. not even seeing a bone splitter. I would love to see some strong equipment. But here, I guess, is kind of my issue with it is what would it take to see playable equipment in Frontier? You know, just... If Captain's Hook had been one mana, that would have been seeing play in Frontier. If Captain's Hook had been two mana, that would be seeing it play might in have, Frontier. Yeah. Sorry, let me take a quick look at that. I mean, people would be trying it. It's something we discussed, because Captain Hook was spoiled as, like, the picture, and we hadn't seen the mana cost, and we were discussing, like, hey, I'd play that at two mana. There's, I'd, I'd certainly play it at one mana. There's no way we'd see that in Frontier. Not significant play. It's Bone Splitter with a... Uh, yeah, oh, you don't think it would see significant play at one mana? No. Not, so you have, a, you have to pay one mana to equip it after that for, you know, two power? I don't know. And you can't ever move it off that creature? With Fatal and Push being... And men. Oh yeah, I mean, but I guess with Fatal Push just being as as prominent as it is, I, I can't see that. Like it, for me, it has to be a lot stronger than Captain's Hook for one mana. So you don't you don't think that powerful equipment can happen anymore? Is what you're saying? I think they Wizards will be unwilling to reprint what it would take to see play in Frontier. We're I think we'd be talking about like a Batter Skull or Swords. Like I think they'd need to give us something like over the top for us to want to play it in frontier, especially with uh, K command and a braid running around like they are. Sure. So you think it would be too powerful for a standard to be worth considering in frontier? I think so. Yeah. That's tough, but that might be true. It's on my wish list. It may not be on my need list or my expectation list, but God, I want some equipment and Dominaria seems like a place to have it. I'd love to see some powerful, unique equipment. Yeah. I mean, that'll always be on my wish list for sure. All right. Um, does someone else want to jump in? I've got a lot more still, actually. That's, that's my <laughs> colorless, colorless wish list. And I'm okay. sure you're going to start talking, and I'm going to be like, damn it, why wasn't that on my wish list? <laughs> okay. Um, well, then I'm going to jump in and talk about something colorless. Sure. Let's talk about... Eldrazi. Let's talk about the abilities that we want the new Karn to have. Ooh. I know. I'm hitting it with the spice. I'm bringing it, guys. Let's talk about Man, it. Man, I, I think of a lot of Planeswalkers, but I don't think I've thought about what a new Karn would be for me. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter what he does. Like, he's going to be like seven, eight, nine mana. He's going to be a... a he's going to cost He's gonna cost 15 mana. And he's going to be Man. he's gonna okay. be a Marvel card only. Oh, man. Uh, which means Thanks. he basically, he has to wipe the board in some form to be playable. Okay, so he's got to wipe the board. So that's what, like, minus three exile all creatures? Maybe. I mean, at that point, if he's if he has a down tick that wipes the board, it kind of feels like they're treading on Ugin's ground, you know? Like, hmm. so it, it's very similar overall. Right, which means it's something that you can have redundancy of in Tron in Modern, which is something they have to be mindful of. Something else that they have to be mindful of is that this is something that they're giving every single monocolored deck in EDH, which is something they've been super conscious about recently. Um, and it's got to be something that doesn't... It, it's, it can't be cheap enough that it breaks standard for every single aggro deck that wants to have an answer to a control deck or 
you know, something like it that. It has to be expensive. It has to just be a huge bomb, basically, because otherwise it it's going to break something or it's weak. So let's say, let's say that I'm Richard Garfield. <laughs> and I'm coming in and saying, all right, you guys have to print a seven mana Karn. What does that look like? You know, I, Seven I haven't thought Normally I would have some crazy idea, but what if what if they went powerful in another way? What if they said, hey, we've got a three-mana Karn now. He's shed some of his power. He's uh, something a little smaller. Well, okay. Thing, well, here's what I propose for a three-mana Karn. I, I <laughs> want to talk. Like, oh, God. That would, the that would the be... problem with a three-mana Karn is if it's, it's good, it goes deck. in every deck, right? Like, every deck ever. And, it goes in every deck actually forever. Yes. Like, a three-mana colorless oh, Planeswalker <laughs> would go in every format. Every like, that's format, the problem. every it, deck. Oh, God. That would be horrible. It would have to be absolutely. It would have to be Jace level, like latest Jace level of power. Right. Yeah. Uh, so... And because they can't do that, because this is Dominaria, it's a return to form, okay. and Richard Garfield is on it, it can't be a three-mana So card. we have to go with a powerful right. card. Okay, that, we, we've settled that Karn is not going to cost less than five miles. I would say less than seven. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay, I think five's fairly reasonable. I think five's fairly reasonable, I think, and here's see, I think why. five runs the risk of just like, being in every deck in standard, because most of them have enough to cast five-mana spells. Fine, well, Wizards doesn't care about standard anymore. <laughs> Are you kidding? They're printing for commander and draft. So, like, all right. Um, five mana Karn. What do you guys think the abilities are? I'm, I'm going to hedge a guess. And I'm going to give you guys the reasons why I think that this is going to be an ability Karn has. All right, I'm going to say it's exactly old Karn without a plus four. Without exile a card from... Target player's no, hand. No, just without a plus four. Without, it's not a plus four. It's like a plus one. It's something reasonable that you oh, can okay. reasonably yeah, yeah, yeah. fight I, through. I could see him having some kind of like Microsynthlatus or like March of the Machines effect. I think that's something that would be in Karn's wheelhouse. But I think that something that Wizards is trying to put on artifact cards right now is card draw. We saw it in Lifecrafter's Bestiary. We saw it in The Immortal Sun. Like the the power in artifacts right now that Wizards is trying to push is in card draw, mm. and specifically in expensive artifacts like things that you're doing every turn. So I I expect like maybe a plus two draw a card um, and then do something in addition, um, or plus one uh, draw two cards or something like or that. Like plus like one make I, a mind stone, something cool like that. That could be a thing. Yeah, plus one make them light. That would be really cool. Okay, Finkel, you got it. <laughs> All right. All right. I, um, my prediction with Karn in particular is disappointment. I haven't thought about what I'd make like his abilities, but I'm excited for Karn. I'm, I'm hoping there's some potential there. Okay, like, as someone who also did the set review for Rivals of Ixalan with you, Matt... I think you're being a little hard on Wizards right now. Because, <laughs> like, we got super hyped for that, and there were a lot of things that we really liked. Yeah, but it was mostly, uh, they were role players, not big, beefy. They weren't, like, Karn-level cards. I think Karn is just a card that you're going to have to be careful with because he's colorless. I'm expecting good things out of Dominaria. 
Karn just isn't one of them. You don't think that it's going to be a good Karn? No, I just think once you get to seven or eight mana, it's kind of like, and which is what I expect, you know, he's he has to be a cheat him out card, which has a pretty specific list of requirements to see play, I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've got one more big topic right. that kind of has a few things fitting under it that I'd like to discuss is tribes. Now, I don't expect that Dominaria will be a tribal set because we just had Ixalan, obviously. I, I also don't expect that they would really repeat many or most of what the tribes were on Ixalan. But I would like to see some cards that will help some of the tribes right now, and I think that we'll definitely see some of them on Dominaria. So I've kind of got a list of ones that I would like to see some cards printed from. Okay, um, so I imagine at least two of them are Merfolk. So, yeah, I think we could see another Merfolk or two. That would be nice. It would be helpful. Um, I, I expect that we'll see Elves. Elves are definitely a part of Dominaria. And Elves would be my other guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, I expect we'll see some role players. Like, we'll see new humans. We'll likely see new zombies. And those, anything that we'd add to them, that could eventually make a nice Frontier deck. So there are three members of the Weatherlight crew who are still alive. Um... <laughs> I would be really, really entertained if one of them gets reprinted. The um, but they are Sisse, the the uh, character who yeah. replaced Gerard, mm-hmm. um, as the captain of the Weatherlight. Um, and then there is Squee. Who oh man, I love hilariously. Squee. I mean, Squee is like so flavorful. That's the one that I will cackle about if they reprint Squee. Um. And then the third one is, uh, I think it's pronounced Tangarth, or Tangrath, hmm. um, is a Minotaur that is still alive. Is he still alive? Because uh, it's what? been like a hundred years since we were last on Dominaria, lore-wise. Um, none of them are stated to have died. The, how did they live through a hundred years of time passage, though? Well, how did Jaya Ballard live through 100 years of time passage? Isn't she a planeswalker? Mm, they haven't said that yet. We also don't know the exact amount of time it's been. I, thought I also we wonder did. still what the Tangrath Angrath thinks. I know that was mentioned when he first came out, whether or not there's some kind of connection there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's something that they can tease. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I mean, it's it's something that they don't necessarily have to print them directly on a card, but it could be like... You know, something that there's a callback to on an artifact well, or something like one that. thing to note is it's Tangarth, and which is not... I did I did actually originally write it down as Tangarth, as in um, party on Tangarth. <laughs> so um, I do have a couple more that I'd like to see some of. I wouldn't mind seeing a nice dragon. I mean, Dominaria, you, you could expect a little bit of dragon there. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. Thalids again. I don't know if they're going to have room for it, but God, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who doesn't love them? Uh, I would love to see some additional really great. Okay, so Finkel, yeah. you're going to need to give me a second okay. here. So Ixalan is the first time in a long time that we've seen Saprolink yes, tokens at all. They're they're seeding it for. Uh, for Dominaria. That, that's what I was going to mention. I think they are. I think there's going to be some really cool Saperling stuff in Dominaria. That's what I reasonably expect out of Dominaria. And we've already got a Lord, sort of. Yeah, that's a reasonable prediction to me, I think. The last one that I had here is Cats. We've got um, Leonin on Dominaria. We've got, you know, Miri from the Weatherlight. 
was a cat warrior. Miri's so yeah. dead. I'm she sorry, is. man. Yes. Miri's dead That's as hell. fine. <laughs> but we have cat people on, on Dominaria. So if we see we some, some For powerful sure. green-white cats, we've already got a little bit of a framework to maybe put together a cat deck. And who doesn't love that? Yeah, that'd be cool to see. I mean, it's something that people have been trying in standard for a really, 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 like, oh my god. Just with zero success. Such with a zero long success time. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> no. None of them have seen a top eight. All right. Uh, you kind of touched on my last point, which is going to be bringing up returning stuff from the Weatherlight. So that's kind of all of what I've got on my list. What do you guys still have that you're liking to see as wish list? And then let's do a little bit just of what you think will actually happen, whether or not, how much your wishes will come true. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line for me is my wish list is I want to see more removal, whether that's things like Terminate, uh, Lightning Bolt, Path to Exile. You know, I, I want to see some more of, and Thoughtseize, you know, just some more efficient mm-hmm. kind of tools for, especially for mid-range lists, basically. Um, so following up on that, something that I want to see... Um, Basically, it's impossible to talk about Dominaria without talking about Phyrexia. We agree? Yeah. Okay. I would love to see some incredibly powerful artifacts that surprise me. Hmm. Like, I never know what to expect from artifacts. And so often I end up seeing new artifacts getting printed where, yep, I'll totally play that. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be surprised. All right. I, I love to be surprised. I'm currently... I'm expecting disappointment. That's really my, um, that, that would be my biggest expectation for the set is that I don't think they're going to, they, they haven't proven to me that they can live up to my expectations. They didn't do it for Zendikar. They didn't do it with some of the master's sets. I, I just don't know if they can take that nostalgia for this kind of place and make it, make it real. All right, so let's jump right into our top five predictions here and wrap up the episode. Okay, why don't you guys do predictions? I don't know if I really have a, a great top five. I mean, my, my prediction here is disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and I can repeat that for each of my numbers here, but... <laughs> okay, number five for Finkel is okay. disappointment. I, I, I'll join in. You guys can You guys can go. Okay, cool. Um, my number five is Aquarian Ranger reprint. Hmm. Um, Quirion Ranger is way overdue for a reprint in Flavorfully. Uh, Dominaria is right where she fits in. Oh, man, you're getting very specific. I don't know if I'm going to be this specific. What do you have, Matt? Uh, so my number five is some kind of Tarmogoyf callback. Uh, whether okay. that's a three-mana Tarmogoyf or like a four-mana Goyf with Trample. Um, I think we will see. we might see an attempt at a fixed Tarmogoyf of some sort. Uh, I mean, I think that's almost a guarantee. Like, I think... That's something that's wizards that wizards have been has been trying for a while that they need the doctor on. Yeah, so. and like specifically, these predictions aren't in order of like least to most likely. Most, they're okay. They're in order of like least controversial to most controversial. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Sweet. Um, I kind of mentioned my top one here. I'm going to say um, a powerful returning mechanic is something that I'm predicting for this set. Returning meaning uh, like. F- something that has been done before yeah, like flashback or banding or, or something like that or like yeah something yeah. interesting like that i think that's okay fair. i think that's totally fair all right what's your four uh sky my number four is hexproof Ooh. what does that even what do you mean you're predicting hexproof <laughs> my prediction is we're gonna see hexproof pushed again a boggle of some for sort. the first time in a long a boggle um something something definitely under five mana so yeah i think i think it's it's been long enough 
that Hexproof deserves another shot, especially considering that it's one of the evergreen abilities. They bothered naming it. So, like, yeah, it's it's worth. All right, all right. Uh, so my number four is that we're going to see at least one, if not more, uh, significant time-shifted card reprints. Uh, Ooh, okay, that's a big one. Yeah, so, and I actually have another one that's going to be later in this list, but uh, specifically, I'm going to call that our cycle of lands. Uh, actually, this is actually a different prediction, but it fits here. Um, okay. Our cycle of lands is the enemy cycle in the vein of either Nimbus Maze or River of Tears. All right, so I had enemy lands oh, on that my would list, be so, so I'm going to move it up here to four and say that enemy lands are going to be my number four. Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, no, we need another enemy lands because Kaladesh is about to rotate. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, that's something that's got to happen. But my specific but, yeah. prediction is that it's the enemy cycle of either Nimbus Maze or River of Tears, which were the time shifted lands that haven't seen a full reprint or haven't seen a full cycle yet. Okay. Okay, and by time shifted, you're specifically referring to. I'm doing this for the rest of our fans. Um, you're specifically referring to things that were in future with sites? the special border, right? So that was the Nimbus Maze and River of Tears were part of the cycle with uh, Grove of the Burn Willows and Canopy Vista, mm-hmm. or not Canopy Vista, Canopy Horizon. Canopy, canopy Horizon. Vista. No, um, not Horizon Canopy. Sorry, Horizon Canopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Really funky set, if you guys have never looked at it. Um, And all of the cards in it kind of look very special and different. Um, But yeah, time-shifted specifically refers to Future Sight. Um, It was almost like Unset version 3. So um, it's where Wizards tested a lot of things that they stated that they were intending on printing in future sets. It's where we saw Delve for the first time. Yeah, so what's your what's your number three then, Sky? Or uh, Fink, depending on whether you have... Uh, I can give a number three, is that I'm expecting we'll see some kind of reference to Urza. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a pretty easy one, but I think that we'll see some kind of card. I don't think we'll see him. I think we'll see him represent. We'll de- we're definitely not going to see Urza, but yeah, it'll probably appear in an artifact or some sort of reference card in black or something Absolutely like that. Absolutely, we'll get a reference card, for sure. Yeah, um... My number three is Spells Matter Red. Um, so that includes wheels and rituals, specifically for me, and some sort of reference to color. Storm? <laughs> never Storm, never Cascade, and never Dredge. Uh, that's Those are things that we're just not going to see again. I'm sorry. Sounds people. great. Okay. <laughs> so my number three is efficient white-based removal. Um, it's in line with one of my wish lists, and I, I think we're just probably going to get something in that vein. Okay. Exile-based, uh, in particular. I think that this is definitely something that um, Richard Garfield can jump in on, that Wizards is really, really fighting to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been trying it for so many sets now, and um, I, I, I think that the the original guy, the, our, our, our buddy... If you will, um, he, he'll show him the way. I mean, Baffling End wasn't a bad card. I think for standard, it was very good. Yeah, Baffling End's yeah, not bad. I'm agreeing with you. And you know, they've been pushing green removal a little bit as well, too. So I think that they are tra- starting to print those answers. I think that's a good prediction. Uh, I might jump in with my number two, which is one that I didn't really discuss, but I'm expecting to see four or more Planeswalkers in this set. 
You're expecting a lot of planeswalkers. I'm expecting a lot of planeswalkers. I know that is quite a few, but I would be, I am expecting at the very least four. I could see as many as six. Wow, six. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting a Gideon, a Liliana, and a Karn. For sure. What else are you expecting? Jaya, I feel like, has to be in there. Is she a planeswalker? For some reason, I can never keep track of which ones lose their, lost their spark. She was. She was definitely on, um, what was the, Regatha? So she's definitely a planeswalker. I believe she, that Teferi... She was not, a planeswalker, right? She is. I, I believe that Teferi is the one that currently is not, Okay, maybe... Um, I, I don't know if Joyra is. Something, something time travel with Teferi for sure. Oh, yeah, she's... Jaya Ballard is a planeswalker. Okay. Um, well... She's a human In that case, yeah, I would say four seems, seems fairly likely. Um... Yeah, I mean, the last, like, highest amount of Planeswalkers that we saw was Origins, right? I mean, in M15, we saw six. Okay. We played um, pretty much none of them, despite them all being Frontier Legal, but there were six. I think the Nissa is pretty playable okay. from that set. Yeah. Just, just narrow. <laughs> and, I mean, it's kind of like, that Nissa's good, but... The other Nissa, the other five mana Nissa is just maybe a little better. The four mana of Chandra is good, but the other four mana Chandra is just a little bit better. Well, I think I think the the the, the five mana Nissa <laughs> is, is just narrow. She's a ramp card, and and I don't mm-hmm. know how much good ramp we have right now. Yeah, or the four mana or the five mana Liliana is not as good as the other five mana Liliana. Oh yeah, it's, for sure. It's, it it sees that kind of problem. Yeah. So you think you think Joyra might be a planeswalker? Uh might be. Yeah, I think it's fair then to say four planeswalkers. So, uh, I think four Planeswalkers is pretty fair. Okay. That was my number two. All right, cool. Um, my number two is... Wait, did, did I already say my number two? I don't think so. Go ahead. All right. Uh, my number two is that black is going to be the most powerful color in the set. All right. All right. So that means we're going to see some of the most powerful black cards that we've seen in quite a number of sets. All right. Fair enough. Weird. Um, I said weird because uh, Finkel is currently DCing and coming back in a bunch, um, not in response to what Sky said. Uh, but I'll move on to my number two. Uh, actually, is Fink here? I want him to. I want to hear his reaction to this. Okay, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first half of this prediction is a pretty easy call. Um, firstly, that there's going to be a legendary theme in the set. Um, I think that's like guaranteed. I think we. So, like, Legendary Matters, specifically, it's going to say, like, things like Dahlia's Lancers says, where it's, like, look for a Legendary uh, Maybe. Party. My specific call for this is that Grander is going to be one of our set's mechanics. And, mm, okay, and a... specifically, I would expect a future-shifted reprint of one of the cards with Grander, like Beru, Fist of Croza, uh, Lanessa, one of, the, one of those cards. Um, I'm not familiar with Grandor. Okay, so Grandor is an ability that's only on legendary permanents, maybe only on legendary creatures. I, I can double check on that. And it lets you discard a copy of that creature from your hand to do an effect. So if you already have the creature in play and you have an additional copy in hand, you discard it and then do something useful. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's wow. kind of unique. That's really spicy. <laughs> I told you, I'm, I'm calling specific shots. 
and they're not all going to be right because <laughs> I, I I am being really specific, but that's part of the fun. Totally. Okay. Also, totally useless for commander. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. That's a so let's move on to our number one. Uh, what is your number one? Yeah. Okay. My number one is going to be kind of crazy. I think that we're finally going to see a printing of Yawgmoth. Ooh. That is spicy. Um, oh, it's so dead, though. Super spicy, right? He's super dead. That's the specific thing. But he's the Lord of the Dead. <sighs> like, <pretty> if... <laughs> yeah. I I think there needs to be a card that specifically calls out, like, hey, this is Yagmoth. Um, because, like, people have been clamoring it for it for a really long time, and our, like, next possible, like... Our, our next possible, like, auxiliary product where that happens is Commander okay. Sets, and that seems unlikely. I so. don't think we're ever going to get a Yagmoth card, and I think that's kind of the point of him and Urza. So, that... That, that's, that's right. Sure, is that they're they're yeah, ephemeral. That, that's my my feedback on on that prediction. All right, Matt. What's your number uh, one? What's your number one? You don't get to go last. All right, I, I'm going to cop out and I'm going to say disappointment. <laughs> I, I think that none of the things I want are going to happen, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> so that's my uh, <laughs> that's my number one prediction. All right. All right. Well, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll hold your head okay. and let you cry on the and I'll set cry. review. Yep, with you when they reprint the enemy pain lands. Oh god. <laughs> and I'll be right there because I really want enemy. Is that your number it, 1 match or it, it should be a... my number 1, but it's not. It, it deserves the number okay. 1 slot though. Um so I'm predicting at least one meaningful reprint for either Jund or blue white control from modern. Uh, I think Jund is more likely. Um I think specifically Wizards is going to just ease up just slightly on the power reins. Um, and I think we're going to get a reprint to go with the recent unbannings. So okay. you think that means Liliana, Goyf, um, Dark Confidant. Can't really get Tassiger. Okay, Dark Confidant. Yeah. Um, so I've talked about this recently in other episodes, but I feel like there's a cycle that Wizards is printing that they haven't talked about. And specifically, it's relating to three-color Planeswalkers in Shards. Mm. So Tamiyo was in that, and Nicol Bolas in the recent Amonkhet set was in, or Hour of Devastation was in that. Um, so do you think that there could be, like, a Jund Planeswalker or something meaningful no, like I that? I mean a reprint. Like a, I would love to see all the cycle of Planeswalkers you're talking about. I don't think Dominaria is going to be the set for it, but I do think they are working on it. I could see a a, a three color planeswalker because they kind of fill a role where you in a set where you have more than two or three planeswalkers. But yeah, I, I, that's an interesting one, Matt. I, I would like to see that as so, well. But we'll see what actually. So counts here's under that. so you're talking about meaningful reprints like Tarmogoyf Thoughtseize, Inquisition of Kozilek, uh, Dark, Dark Confidant, uh, Bloodbraid Elf, um, Lily. Oh man, Dark Confidant would Liliana. be incredible. Um, and speaking about Liliana. I have, I don't think she's a super likely pick for this. Um, I would put her, the potential of her in this set at about 20%, um, which is probably higher than you guys would, if I had to guess. Uh, But I have a little bit of an argument, and I kind of want to hear your feedback uh, about that. All right. So, number one, 
we almost got Liliana of the Veil vale in Magic 2015. Uh, she was pulled yes, at the did. last. She was pulled Correct. at the last minute um, after they saw how strong Black was in Theros. So mm-hmm. she's clearly not off the table for standard. Um, you know, at, at, at the bottom of it, she's just a fundamentally fair card. She doesn't do anything degenerate. She's powerful, but fair. Um, number two, she's one of the most expensive cards in modern and badly needs a reprint. Even though she was... See, that goes right in hand with my prediction of disappointment, though. <laughs> they haven't really done great at, uh, you know, printing Reprinting cards price. that are high in demand and low Absolutely. in supply. Absolutely. Yes. The two most recent Master yeah. sets have been a huge fumble. Um, but I do think that almost feeds into this argument, um, where possibly there were just reasons that they couldn't reprint so those things so close together. Number f- Number three... I think the timing is right from a marketing perspective. I think Wizards really wants to impress with Dominaria, and a heavy hitter imp- a reprint like Lily could do that without breaking standard. Um, number okay. F- my, I, have, I have two more reasons that I think it... I think, oh, God. So, <laughs> You've already mostly got a soul. From a lore perspective, Lily is not only from Dominaria... Guys, this is the point where you can dismiss what Matt's saying because he dismisses all the points when I talk but, about lore. <laughs> Well, it's, but when we left her at the end of Amon Ket, she was primed to return to her old ways as a character under the influence of Nicol Bolas. A great way to represent the return to her old ways would be a reprint of Liliana Vess. <laughs> <laughs> the original Lorwyn Five Liliana. Yes. Um, and number six. Is I actually think they're just running out of design space on Lily. I think mm. they've done so many different mechanics on various Lilies, and there's just there's a limited number of I'm gonna do necromancer things that they can that they can really put on one character, right? Um, I think right, even if you right. just look at various mana costs, right? They've kind of covered five drop they've covered three drops four drop could use some love um but at the same time what do they do in four drop that is unique from what they have done in the three drop slot and the five drop slot Mm -hmm. um it's a a weird spot for those effects and the power level they're looking for i think so to me uh a reprint actually makes a lot of sense and the only reason i think that we wouldn't get one in light of all this is because Wizards is gun shy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. I can see it. I think that kind of ties along with a lot of things you were saying. And if they're ever going to do it, now's the time. So we'll see. I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful. I don't think it's very likely. But I do think we'll get a, a probably a Jund reprint for something in modern. I mean, you know I've got my fingers crossed here. Totally me too. All right, guys, I think that's going to wrap us up on Dominaria. I think we have to apologize in advance to our editor, who's going to have to go through this whole thing. <laughs> but uh, we will be seeing you again next week. Uh, we've got another exciting one there. I think we've been talk- meaning to talk for a while about the standard band cards and what they mean in Frontier, whether or not we think Frontier needs any potential bands. You know, it's kind of been a hot topic that we've been meaning to bring up as a group, and I think there's a lot we'll say about that. Um, other than that, that's kind of the what we're planning. I hope you guys all contact us. You know our usual, MTG Frontier at Twitter, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, and we're on Reddit, MTG Final Frontier. 
And you can hit me up on Twitter at Skyburial. Yeah, uh, reach out to Sky anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Matt, you got anything else before we say goodnight for yeah, tonight? Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, you can always reach me at SciTurkey1 on Twitter. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. All right, guys. As always, for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online. Your final frontier, signing off. Yeah.